Blog Talk Radio. What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush, the 24-year-old piece of gold himself, and you are officially listening to Russell Cast Radio. Yeah, we just kept it simple, waiting on Alex to hopefully jump back in. Hopefully he saw this and didn't get mad and just stormed off. <laughs> uh, but we were at our final three for best male wrestler of the year, and then we had our singles match of the year. Uh, apparently, after three hours, blog talk had enough, but we came back and we're live again. <laughs> so, once again, like I said, I'm just waiting to see if Alex does manage to hop on. Uh, if you are just listening now live and randomly stumbled upon this, if you didn't already know, or if you, you were listening and you came back, welcome. We appreciate it. The first part of our awards, you can listen to. It should be able to be downloaded any moment on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Radio, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, Anchor FM, the whole nine yards, so you can get in there and catch that out. Alex, they think they can take us down, but we don't quit, baby. <laughs> we will not die. Alex also had the, the best exit as he's like, I'm going to go to number three. And then, oh, as, as we got kicked out. Oh, Alex got drop kicked by Blog Talk. This is like a, this is like a hope spot here. Um, <laughs> Let's see if he gets back in here. Just a second. This is, this is, uh, we were, look, we thought this award show was going to go for like an hour. Uh, we didn't we didn't think it was going to go as long as it did. It just, you know, it was what it was. Alex, you hear me? It's because we're tight, and I'm on my shit this year, so. <laughs> I, I love how you're like, my number three, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we are back. <coughs> we're going to give you our top three here for single male wrestler, for male wrestler of the year, and then we will give you our single match of the year before we bid you adieu. But we got, we, we have to give the, the top category, the time it deserves here too, especially since we're going out. Um, with that being said, I, I just gave you Kazuchiko Okada as my number four. Alex, who do you get as your number three? Number three, the rainmaker himself, Kazuchiko yeah. Okada. Uh, from, let's say, giving Jay White the rub at Wrestle Kingdom 13. You know, taking a loss at the Dome. Yes, the 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 place where he has made it rain of money uh, to winning back the title in New York City to then facing Tanahashi, giving him three Rainmakers in Dallas at the G1 there. Uh, to again, you know, just defending the title after title after title. And him and Evil is a way better feud than Sonata. Uh, we won't even get into his 2020 yet because, again, he's had seven star matches to start the year uh, in back-to-back nights. But number three, yeah. Okada. Yeah. Yeah, O'Connor already has my one and two match of the year, and it's been two weeks. Like, he, he gave me, and that was, we had a Kenta Miyahara title defense that was really good, too. So that was the proverbial come at me, bro. It's already been done. Uh, my number three has been mentioned a little bit beforehand, but, oh, excuse me, I thought I was going to burp. Uh, but we don't we don't seem to realize that just like with Kenta joining the company, right around Dominion. This guy came in late last year, so he's been fairly new at the company as well. I'm yep. just waiting for him to get that full push. But my number three is the, the dragon himself, 
Shingo Takagi. Wow. I, I love just, it. I can't, I can't get over how great he is and what he's done. I cannot wait a new beginning to see him versus Hiroki Goto. Or, oh, man, it's going to be good. Uh, Shingo, my number three. Alex, now is where we're going to get to the interesting point because I'm, I'd be dumbfounded if your top two weren't the same as my top two, but it's something we've kind of joked out. I joked think they're flipped. And, and kind of go, yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm wondering. How do you have them ranked? Who is your number two and who is your number one? Because they're going to be the same. My number two is the ace of all Japan of oh. pro wrestling. Oh. Kento Miyahara, as much as it pains you uh, and, oh. and the, uh, the four all Japan English uh, wrestling fans out there. Uh, again, <laughs> outstanding matches. Good tag matches. Hell, again, he got more cheers than Tanahashi. Uh, that was at Karukin, right? Uh, no, they ran a bigger venue than Cork and Hall. They were at a bigger venue? I, okay. I don't remember which one it was, though. But still, he got Tanahashi booed. So that's pretty damn cool. But no, the the straight jacket, the, the, the lights out, the just amazing, amazing stuff. Once he gets his sequence on and he stretches you against the the the, uh, the ring post on the outside and goes, ah, you know, the tongue out, uh, it's just amazing stuff. Just his sauntering to the ring, to our former, uh, you know, theme that we used to to start the show. Um, Kento Miyahara, just amazing, amazing stuff. Um, once he makes that star, though, once he drops that strap, I mean, that's crazy enough. That's when he'll be my number one. But uh, unfortunately, uh, the other guy just wow, wowed me in many other past. And, and look, this was. This was the epitome of a one A and one B year. It's a flip and, of coin. And I'm, yeah. with, I'm with you too. When when he when he finally gets to drop the title and we get to see Kento in a chase, holy shit! Is you know it's going to be gold. Could it I be mean, Kobayashi? Know. Does he just random? Will Will Big Japan allow that? That's what I said. They should have done is they should have said, look, if we don't know what to do, let's just have Daisuke Sakamoto beat him at one four or at one three. Mm-hmm. And let's let's set up for Miyahara winning the the G or the Champion Carnival, even though he won it last year. Or let's let's have somebody bring in somebody to win the carnival, like they did with uh, Mara Fuji. Mm-hmm. I just sent you my Kento Miyahara autographed soccer towel, um, as a <laughs> as as a as a payment. Uh, but I mean, it's it, you know it is what it is. It's just one person got more exposure, and the other than the other person, and you know, I mean, you, one guy you got to see a lot more on TV, and you got to see a lot more of his stuff, and you can't deny it. My number two is Alex's number one, uh, Will Ospreay. I mean, there's not much you can say. This guy had one of the greatest years in pro wrestling that you could imagine. I, I, I'm, I am comfortable saying, this, this is, this might be a little wild, but I'm comfortable saying that if you get rid of Okada's you know, two-year title run. I think Osprey and Miyahara had the best two single years in pro wrestling in the entire mm-hmm. decade. Because no doubt about did, that. Not only did one of them do four stars across the board, but at least in my eyes, which is why I have Kento Miyahara number one, this guy was putting up four and a half, four and three-quarter, five-star matches across the board in singles and tag matches for the whole year. Mm-hmm. which is just an unheard of run. And then Osprey goes and does the same thing. 
you could argue that that the Birds of Prey could have been one of the tag teams of the year. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like it's these two guys just had a be all and hell. All the run. Swords of Sussex. Yeah, was a damn good I'll, team that they won the Progress Straps from Aussie Open, who was on my tag teams of 2018. Yeah. Oh my God. And, and think about the Swords of Essex did for Paul Robinson. You never, you never thought of Paul Robinson in that light. No, it, and it made him vulnerable and likable, which yeah. I didn't think was possible to do, ever. And was it the end of last year or was it beginning of this year? I think it was the end of last year, never mind, when we had that Jimmy Havoc match with, uh, with Osprey in progress. I think it was last year, so never mind. Oh, yep, yep. But, I mean, you know, we saw this coming with both of these guys. Mm-hmm. And the the other reason, excuse me, the other reason I and, put Miyahara where I put him was we were always behind the New Japan train. But as somebody who's been fighting to get New or All Japan talked about and fighting to have All Japan back in the limelight, Kento Miyahara made us watch a company we kind of didn't get behind in 2018, which we tried to. We I bought the streaming service in 2018 for the carnival because Shingo was in the carnival. Remember Shingo, that? Shingo, yeah. Was in the carnival, and we poo-pooed it after two shows. And it wasn't because we didn't like it, but we're just like, eh, we got other shit to watch. I wonder when how I, it would be to go back to that champion carnival. Oh, Not to watch man. the whole thing, but just to but watch to, like, some pick? of our key matches. I think that's great homework. I'm willing to do that. That's a fantastic idea. You know, and I'll say, you know, I'm glad. So did Shingo and Miyahara cross paths? Oh, maybe. Because I need to find that now. I might uh, oh I might call God. in into work in four hours. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to AG, AJPW.TV. Um, to see if this was a thing. <laughs> and one of the unsung matches of, of 2019 with uh, my number one year, number two, Will Ospreay, was uh, WrestleMania weekend. WrestleCon. Yeah. Him and Bandito. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Fantastic match. And, hey, I just realized they were touting, a, a, and again, kudos to Warrior Wrestling, Steven, all them awesome, awesome people uh, with Warrior Wrestling. They were saying his only North American appearance was WrestleMania weekend outside of America? Yeah. Yes, it was. Oh. So he had two. Oh. <laughs> no, we love you guys. We love you guys. <laughs> Except for the commentary team. They're shite. Will. Oh, spray. <laughs> yeah, hook us up with the commentating. Come on. We're way cooler. We're way tighter shit. Let's see. Uh, oh, okay. Well, never mind. We, um, <laughs> shit. Uh, day one. Did you could just get spoiled. No, no, I didn't get spoiled. But the 2018, um, 2018 uh, Champions Carnival day one. Kento Miyahara versus Shingo Takagi. What? I don't remember that. Yeah, we would have probably kept watching. I probably just told you I watched it. Looking back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so um, it was cool. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, I have it going right now. We gotta go back. We gotta go back. Okay, well that just, gosh, it just it just keeps getting better. <laughs> it just keeps getting better. Yeah. So, 
who knows? And and, that, and that's part of the thing that, that Kento really put me over the hump was as somebody who's wanted us to be at All Japan, but I couldn't get behind it because it just had taken such a turn for the worse. He brought mm-hmm. us kind of like with Dragon Gate into a company that we weren't watching and gave us content that we were able to bring our listeners and fans that we weren't yeah. giving because we were able to expand because Kento Miyahara just was incredible. I'm literally looking at Kento Miyahara versus Shingo on my screen right now. And I pause it at the menu screen because I don't know what's going to happen. This is the first thing I'm going to do after we're done. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to bed. Match of the year. Holy moly. You had, what, 74. I had maybe about 35, but I stopped at 21. Uh, of course, I'll have a, a honorable mention. Do you want to go 20? Do you want to go 15? What do you want to do? Um, I broke it down to 10 with two honorable mentions. Because okay. I I was... I could have probably put a top 20 together. Maybe I will, but I didn't want to go through all my four and three quarters when we were trying to get on the air quicker. So okay. I have, I have, I have 10 with honorable mentions. So why don't I'll do this. I'll give you my two honorable mentions. And then why don't you go through all your honorables and your number 10, and then I'll jump in with my number 10 after your 10. Sounds good. All right. So my two honorable mentions were, from the April 16th, 2019 Sunday Girls Corican Hall Show, uh, Suri versus Miko Satamora. This match just got put on to me. I went four and three quarters. Dear God, this is the epitome of the female version of Shibata versus Ishii. Um, go out of your way, people, and watch this. This was stiff, violent, and the finish was extremely unexpected, which made it even that much better. Um, I am glad that we had to delay this show. Because I wouldn't have been able to watch that in time for the ballot. I watched it last night. And uh, I wear the white flag. Sari uh, is the deal. I understand why WWE is trying to Jiro Kuroshio her. But the rumor is she's retiring in a year. So I'm trying to get more info really? on that. Um, controversy will be behind my other honorable mention. And the only reason I put it as an honorable mention is because the promos were incredible. The build was incredible. But I can openly admit and say that I didn't watch enough of things surrounding it to give it the credit it deserves. Um, so I had to put it outside of my top 10, but by any means that most people will have this as a number one, probably. And I don't fault them for that. I just don't have the knowledge to know everything about it. Uh, my other honorable mention is Jordan Devlin, David Starr from OTT in October. Yes. Yep. Um, it, I mean, it was incredible, but, but it's just standalone match with what we saw in the buildup, the buildup was incredible. The promo was incredible. The lead up, it was incredible. I just, I looked at my top 10 and I said, I can't talk about star and Devlin. Like I know what's going on. So I just don't feel I should put it in my top 10, but if it wasn't for that, with the way these other matches went home to me, this is a top three match in anybody's category as it should be. So don't please. If you, if you wonder why I have it there, don't listen to me because I'm probably wrong. I just am being honest that I couldn't talk. No, about I, I think that that's a fantastic match. We watched that together actually. And, and yeah, that, I mean, it, it knocked my socks off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, like I said, I, you know, if, if I can't, if I can't talk about knowing the backstory and watching it, I just can't put it above the other stuff. And it's, it's yeah. not a knock on those guys because it was incredible. So uh, your honorable mentions, Alex. And then what is your number 10 as well? Alrighty. Um, I'm just 
doing some modifications. Um, oh, I did that. Uh, honorable mentions. I'm just going to say, uh, I'm just going to run through them. Um, Mao and uh, Jiro uh, Kuroshio. The dude with the bomb-ass coat and the cool-ass hair. Hiro Kuroshio. Thank you, thank you. Uh, They're climbing up walls. They're throwing each other down. There's impending murders. It's just amazing stuff. DDT in the summer is outrageously, outrageously awesome. Uh, All Out's hardcore match. I think it had a Cracker Barrel reference in it, but some amazing stuff from taping Jimmy Havoc to the chair, defeating him thumbtacks, Darby Allen getting banged up to Joey Janela being amazing, but the triple threat, Janela, Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, Tyler Bate, Walter, NXT UK Cardiff, an amazing, amazing match. Um, just as memorable as their Wembley, but Wembley still gets a little nod. Speaking of DDT Jam, uh, Chris Brooks, Takashita, again, in murders, yeah. running moves, you know, kind of off of the little, uh, you know, kind of uh, stairwell, uh, stairwell the essentially if you would have fell down and they almost did once or twice but there was an awesome wicked cutter spot in that uh also from survivor series roderick strong j style shinsuke nakamura to me the first uh wwe main uh i guess it was a main even though it was an nxc wrestler but uh, when you get these three guys in a ring it, it's not gonna suck and and thankfully they didn't get wwe <laughs> because it was just fantastic action uh from from all around there um, I also got Naito Ibushi from Dominion again, just murderers. Right. I mean, if you go on our uh, WrestleCast uh, Twitch page, uh, you'll you can kind of see us do a live camera type of show. Yeah, it'll be kind of echoey, echoey, echoey. But hey, it's some um, pretty good stuff and some pretty pretty fun uh, kind of uh, commentary on what was going on. But that was definitely a pretty <laughs> damn good match here. Uh, but the most honorable. Uh, match i would say uh joey janela's spring break part one i believe Sorry. invisible stan invisible man yeah. enough said but uh shout out to uh to bryce remsburg for making that match uh as special as it could be the crowd as well uh That's just awesome. just amazing uh number 10 um i have god this is crazy number 10 cody Versus Dustin Rhodes, his brother, oh, yeah. double or nothing. The emotion was amazing. Blood everywhere. This was kind of their first event uh, for All Elite Wrestling, and and boy, did it not disappoint. Um, just a fantastic match. Hell, even I got emotional as we watched it there, and uh, it, it was just such such an amazing, amazing uh, match. Um, hell, again, we even got a retweet from Dustin himself, but uh, just just an amazing, amazing. Uh, about there. What do you got there, Ryan? That's or are awesome. we going, are we trading off or? Yeah, well, why not? Let's trade off. Uh, my number 10 uh, from the July 28th Summer Series event, Kenta Miyahara taking on Zeus. This was in Osaka. Um, this was in the Aiden Room 2. Last year at this exact same show as when Zeus defeated Kenta Miyahara to take the title for a few months. So a lot of people didn't think Zeus was going to win. But then Zeus came out and hit such an insane combo barrage of moves. By the end of it, you're going, oh, my God, Zeus is going to do it again, only to be stopped by Kenta Miyahara. It was 
it was between this and their match in the carnival, which I love because Zeus won with a lariat of all things. Mm-hmm. But it just this match was just so dramatic, and they they played all the callbacks, and I, I felt Zeus was going to win, and he didn't win. So kudos to Kenta Miyahara, kudos to Zeus. You guys did a great job at the the item number two. Uh, once again, June twenty eighth in Osaka, Kenta Miyahara defeats Zeus. The All Japan Summer Series. That is my number ten. My number nine. A match. I don't know how Ryan hated so much, but uh, just knowing this was, uh, and I'm disgusted at myself. I didn't put this in on my feud of the year as Ryan did. Uh, but Jushin Thunder Liger and Minoru Suzuki watching it on the treadmill, then rewatching it when I got home. The the respect that there was. Yeah, there wasn't blood. There wasn't, you know, 90 million shares or anything like that. But it, again, it's just two samurais going at it for one last time. And you've got to love and respect that there. And, and they definitely did at the end as Minoru Suzuki shook hands, bowed. And it was just such a beautiful moment just in that spot. But I mean, uh, yeah, should that have been the main event? Probably. Should that have been this or that? Yeah, but just, I mean, it was it was just great. It was a good fight. Chain wrestling and all submissions and all. It's what I wanted to see. Gotcha, pile driver. Thank you. Hashtag thank you, Liger. Yeah, that was that was great. I, I was I was in Vegas and I watched that um at Twin Peaks. Um that was that was how I watched that match with uh when we were there, uh Jen's like, What are you watching? I'm like, Shut up, it's Suzuki and Liger. She's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was my uh watching of that match. Um, my number nine, it's it's a match that a lot of people have had really high. Um, I've seen this top three um, with a lot of people, and I understand why, but I'm kind of treating it the same way I treated it in show of the year because I don't want to give the bias. Uh, but my number nine is Kenny Omega Hiroshi Tanahashi from Wrestle Kingdom. Nice. Uh, full five stars, 100%. I agree with it. I loved every minute of it. Seeing him do the high fly flow off the top to the table on Omega in the crowd – or on the floor was, was just a wild spectacle. Everything they did was great. You could feel the energy. Everybody was behind Tanahashi. Omega's entrance was so epic. It, it was just, it was so good, but I just don't want to overdo it because I saw it live. And when I think about the other matches in front of it, I truly think that there's some stuff that I really liked a lot more. So uh, I will leave that there. Number nine, Kenny Omega, Hiroshi Tanahashi, main event of Wrestle Kingdom 13. Wow. It's funny you had that because I had that actually tied with number eight, but it, they're kind <laughs> of two Kenny Omega matches. Uh, Omega, Hiroshi Tanahashi, but also I have uh, John Moxley and Kenny Omega at full gear. Um, I'll just leave it with this uh, in my notes here. What a bleeping battle. Well worth the wait since the build at Double or Nothing. Would have went over huge at All Out, but a marquee matchup showcase is what this company needs. John Moxley is here to disrupt the norm and play by his own rules. Omega is an all-around performer and a hell of an athlete. The tonal shift he did on the BTE builds was something great. Match of the year candidates. I like, I like. My number eight is from DDT's Wrestling Peter Pan. The Akito versus Asuka nice. death match match. Uh, death match match. It's pretty weird to say it that way. This was just such a work of art where 
it wasn't crazy spots and bumps, but they had one light tube and whoever broke it lost the match. And it broke with Asuka kicking it into uh, Akito's head, just spur of the moment, and then realized she screwed up. And Akito gets the win, was a little upset he got kicked in the head, but was happy about it. But it's just, it's incredible what two people can do with one object mm-hmm. and have such a fantastic match behind it. I had never seen anything like that. I'll probably never see anything like that again. Uh, it, it was just, it was incredible. And I, I give both of them props. I mean, they're, they're taking bumps, holding it. They're doing rolls. They're doing chain wrestling and they managed to never break this light tube. It just, it was such an incredible work of art. I had to put it on my list. So that is my number eight. It truly is. Speaking of work of art, number seven, um, so many crazy spots involving trees, trailers, dives, and doors, lots of kickouts, and wrestling as well from GCW Game Changer Wrestling. Uh, backyard, July 4th, Alex Zane, Tony Deppin. Just, again, what they did with tree branches, Hurricane Rana's. Again, trailers stepping on fingers, just it's a work of art. They, they worked with everything and anything that they can get their hands, feet, whatever they, they, they could get on, and, and they did. It's an amazing, amazing bout. Out of the um, box. They, they definitely thought out of the box with that whole event, but especially that match. Now, excuse me. Number seven is a match that I have clamored about. Uh, this was from Takeover Toronto, but number seven, Io Shirai, Candice LeRae. <sighs> I I just I can't put over how great it was. The company finally gave us what those two were and said, "All right, here's your opportunity. Go do something." And they did. They they made this just just incredible. This was the best match. I think this is the second best match in NXT history behind Almas and Gargano. I really do. Wow. Uh, awesome. I know I'm the high point on this match, but I, I just I couldn't get over how great it was. I mean, I was on my floor counting along with the ref. I got bit by falsies. I remember after it was over, I, I talking to you going, I just saw the best match in this company's history. Like, I was so excited when I oh, saw yeah. it. Oh, yeah. how good it was. Um, so, number seven, Eoshirai Candice LeRae take over Toronto. Man, that is tough to follow because, again, you're taking my gimmicks. Um, no, but uh, it's it's kind of a mixture. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the Alex here. Um, it, you know, my, my number six is Io Shirai and Candice LeRae, yeah. but then evolving into Survivor Series, which led, you know, kind of the, the team – uh, you know, uh, of NXT baddies and faces, you know, you kind of have the, the war games match. They're just an incredible, incredible bout. And, and both of these women um, just totally amazed and, and, and put the eyes on there and just kind of, you know, took the, the shine away from Baszler, which is a good thing because they just kicked a lot of ass and, and uh, Larray kind of playing that, that super human, you know, what was it? Two or three people, Ripley essentially in that whole match. So, yeah. you know, it just showcase what she can do in the ring. Finally, after she's been with that company, which uh, it seems like an, an eternity. So definitely a, a two for there, but these, these two women uh, just amazing, amazing for 2019. Uh, my number six from the October 24th Cork and Hall show, Kento Miyahara versus Jake Lee. This is the match where Jake Lee got his title shot after Royal Road. 
This had the Jake Lee kicking out of the straitjacket German, which everybody, including us, went, oh, my God, that doesn't happen. And immediately had everybody tipping their, their furniture over, wondering if Jake Lee's winning the title. He hits the backdrop driver, or the Shawn Michaels suplex, as Alex calls it. Miyahara kicks out. Does manage to hit a second uh, shutdown. But this was this was the first time you truly thought Miyahara was losing. This was, and this was the first time too we looked at Jake Lee went, holy shit, he's got some charisma. He had that new music, his <laughs> that new shit coming out. He had his new gear. He, uh, you know, there was that that crazy spot where he he knocked out Miyahara, which it kind of it was one of those things where it took away for a moment, but then it made the match what it was when he sat there and was just counting along with the ref for a count out and everyone's mm-hmm. going, bro, if he gets counted out, you don't win the title. Like, are you stupid? And it starts lowering the match quality, but then it, you stop and go, wait a minute, Jake Lee's got charisma. He's yeah. being an asshole. And then the match rating starts going back up and you start faulting him for going for the count out because like, wait a minute, we've never seen this. So we started getting the evolution of Jake Lee, which led to obviously January 3rd, where we thought he was truly winning the title for Miyahara. And he still can't get over the hump of beating Miyahara. But it was the, this was the turning point of Jake Lee going, I need to start showing charisma, some fire, and I need to turn this around or I'm never going to be the guy in this company. And after they had him win Royal Road, this was the title match. I thought he was going to win. He didn't, but this was Jake Lee's performance of the year. And Kento Miyahara was the guy going, come with me, my child, and I will bring you to the promised land because I am the greatest wrestler living, whether people agree with Ryan or not. And that was why this, this match was so good. So I put that as my number six, um, but not the last time you're going to hear of Kento Miyahara tonight. What's crazy is, whew, I don't know. I, I think I messed up my numbers, but uh, obviously because I, I double combine matches. Um, but my number five, it's so tough because who would have thought John Moxley would be in like a lot of my matches, but his G1, yeah. like I said, just dream match after dream match after dream match. One of those was I mean they could have fought while they were in Dragon Gate USA or Dragon Gate Worldwide, whatever you oh, want to call it. Yeah. But John Moxley, Shingo, G one, July twenty fourth. That's all I gotta say. Uh, I mean, when you slap the clover leaf on Shingo, you're making him tap out. It's gonna be nuts. But Moxley was so methodical. He focused on body parts and limbs. You know, throughout the whole G1. You know, Cobb was the shoulder. Shingo was the knee. Um, and and you know, making him tap was just amazing. And and just to kind of see that is just wow. Um, and and just an amazing, amazing feat for 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 all both men. Hell yeah. Hell of a great, great call on that match. Yeah, Moxley had such a fun run in the in the G1 where we kind of knew he was going to give you something, but you just didn't know how much. Yeah. And then you kind of do the, well, that was great. Oh, that was great. Well, he belongs. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number five was technically not my first five-star match of the year because I have two matches that are dated before this match. One I've talked about, Omega Tanahashi, 
but this is the first one I actually put down on paper that I went the full five. I had to go back and rewatch Omega Tanahashi. Um, actually, you know what? I, I lied. This was my second because I'm looking at one that was ahead of it. Uh, two that were ahead of it, excuse me. Um, but but this was like one of my main ones that really stood out. Uh, Will Osprey, Lance Archer from the first night of the G1 Climax. This was Lance Archer's greatest match, his best performance he's ever had in his life. Will Osprey went in there and did everything you could imagine to continue to make this match what it should have been. The spots on the floor, through the table, in oh, the ring, God. catching things, the Spanish fly, the the debuting the EBD claw, the everybody dies claw, getting the victory. And the right man down. won. Yeah. Lance Archer. God, this was great. I was pacing my basement in excitement watching this match. I went the full five. This was great. Uh, number five, once again, Lance Archer, Will Ospreay, night one of the G1. Honorable mention, since I can't do a twofer, even though this guy is a hero of mine. Um, I didn't even buy a shirt. I bought an Okada shirt, but Ryan bought his shirt. But honorable mention uh, for number <laughs> four um, is uh, from G1, uh, July 19th, uh, John Moxley, Tomohiro Ishii. Wow, what a classic. Oh. But what really takes number four is Shingo Takagi, Tomohiro Ishii, G1, night yeah. What a classic Getting the rub Shingo did uh, Taking out a Terminator that is Ishii Because man it takes a lot to get His ass down you really have to throw Him into the hottest of fires To, to, to get him down there um, But Shingo getting that win Last of the dragon connecting I swear he threw 17 pumping bobbers Through four last of the dragons uh, It just took forever but Ishii My god I don't know how that man still goes. It pains me. He will never win the big one. He is the Dan Marino of, of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, but maybe you pull a John Elway and, and get one because uh, he definitely deserve it. But number four, Shingo Takagi, Tomohiro Ishii, night 16 of the G1 Climax. God, it's it's crazy to think of how good of a, a G1 Ishii and Shingo had. Because everyone kind of looks at Moxley. Yeah, and Moxley. Hell yeah, he did. Kenta going undefeated yep. early on. Kenta was very fun, too. Um, once I got over my hump of bitterness, Kenta was was definitely a, a hell of a lot of fun in that tournament. Um, my number four, DDT Ultimate Dance Party. I've talked about it a lot today, so I don't, have a, I don't really need much to say right now. Shoko Nakajima, Yuka Sakazaki. The Princess of Princess Tokyo Joshi Pro title match that was on Ultimate Party. I mean, full five stars, like I said. Nice. This was, this was, it, it's a must watch for anyone who hasn't seen it. Please go out of your way and watch this match, people. This was just incredible. And watch the build up before it because the lead in video really shows you exactly why this match was what it was. So, uh, once again, my number four is Shoko Nakajima, Yuka Sakazaki. DDT Ultimate Dance Party 2019. That's <laughs> just such an awesome name. Uh, <laughs> my number three, uh, Ryan said it all. G1 Night 1 in Dallas. Will Ospreay, Lance Archer. Awesome. Yeah, we, we kind of went in saying Lance Archer was going to win. He was shilling tickets like crazy online, on TV, what have you. He wanted his hometown, his home area of Dallas to, to come out and support. What an amazing match. And just blew me out of the water because I just saw that 
Lance Archer guy is the guy whose figure was always on the rack at Toys R Us where Ryan and I worked. Uh, but uh, no, Lance it's just an Archer. amazing bout and kind of got me on the, the Will Ospreay train as well. It made me a believer for sure because he was very, he was not selfish in that match where he could have been. And uh, he definitely gave Archer the, the, the rub. And um, not even a rub, but just the, the spotlight in there. And, and especially in his hometown, where in wrestling, it usually doesn't happen that way. Thanks, Vince. Uh, my number three is one that I still don't know if I have slotted right. And I may a week from now change. But ah, it's, it's one of those things where I think I'm confident that my number two is correct. But I don't know if I want to flip my one and three, which I guess mm. I don't know what that says. Like, if, if I think my number two, if I could put my number one match behind my number two or my number three behind my number two and it doesn't matter, that's just a weird thing. Like, does that mean my number two should be my number one? I don't know how this works. <laughs> it just, I, I don't know where to slot these because they're so good. But I'm going to ride it. My number three is from Final Gate 2019. Ben K, Naruki Doi. Ah. Doi wins the title for Ben K. Finally, after entering uh, the, the decade as champion, leaving the decade as champion, Naruki Doi defeats Ben K. Nobody thought it was going to happen. He was like 1-8 in, in Dreamgate title matches. Ben K was obviously the future. We didn't even get to an RED feud yet. And then Naruki Doi with a crazy barrage of Bakhtari slide kicks, uh, you know, muscular bomb at the end. The shock value made me go, oh, my God, when it was over. And as I said, Larry Dallas, Lenny Leonard, uh, you know, Lenny Leonard, those guys, you know, it was, the, it was the best wrestling call maybe of this decade because it was pure emotion. Like, you oh, know, my God. You know, I agree. You, that's that's a hell of a call. You you don't you don't get it where the people don't know what's going to be said anymore, where you're not knowing what the script is. They went in blind and just called a match and Doi, muscular pop. It's over. I mean, it was it was just raw emotion from from people that truly believe in this company, and that's why this is my company of the year because I believe in this company mm-hmm. and. You know, obviously biased because I love Naruki Doi so much, but seeing Naruki Doi go in as champion, I mean, he genuinely started crying. I mean, emotions were ridden high. This was just incredible. Um, but I'm going to slot this at number three because I had two matches that I just had to put over. But God damn, man, Ben K. Naruki Doi was so freaking awesome. Whew. My number two. And I got to find the date here. Um, I was trying to find it in my notes here. So talk more about Naruki Doi. No, um, I agree. <laughs> that that was a, a damn good match. I was not expecting it, um, to be honest with you. And it was just uh, it was just pretty damn good. 720 is the date. Too. Of Doi winning the title when Correct, nobody yeah. thought he was going to win was what made it the five-star to me. Like, if, if Ben K would have won, I probably went four and a half, four and three quarters because the match was tremendous. 
But then mm-hmm. when you see this this closing rally and closing stretch yes. where, where and when he hits it being countered, and then when when Ben K finally does try to get away from it and goes for a spear, he bucks mm-hmm. slide kicks his head off of the spear. Like he was ready for it all and just and then he muscle bombs a muscular bomb which no muscle muscular bomb. Of. Yep. Huh. Uh, my number two. Crazy. Uh, after having three straight main events in a G1 that could be match of the year, um, I mean, Osprey was so close, so close to finally beating Kazuchika Okada in Japan, <laughs> gaining that confidence. Uh, bless Okada by uh, you know making Osprey the star in this instance. Um, I mean, just everything max level. Especially, I noticed here in my notes, I put. Okada looking down and talking to Osprey around the 18 minute mark. That's when everything kind of changed, and they just had like 12 minutes or 10 more minutes of just crazy freaking action there. Um, it, it was just amazing. And I even put, I was like, could this be the next Tanahashi Kazuchika Okada? You know that that you know Osprey's he's he's in Japan. He he's living there now. Depending on what offers he gets, you know, in the next couple of years or whatnot, he's New Japan for life at the moment. And if they can, can somehow do that and, and make Osprey, you know, even bigger than what he is, my God, look out! I mean, th- this match was just insane. Um, Okada hitting that discus rainmaker and another one for the win was just drama at its best. Kazuchika Okada, Will Osprey, night seven of the G1. Yeah, that's that's on my if we were if we were going like for a giant list, that's like the tip of the four and three quarters ready to hit five list that was just waiting to get on this list. I'm glad you brought that up. It's such a good match. Um my number two, which I've struggled on placement on, but I'm gonna write it out. Um Will Ospreay Shingo Takage from the Super Junior Final. This match was a wet dream for every human being. I mean, you, I, I thought Shingo was going to win so they could move Will to the next level of heavyweight, and then Will gets a victory. Uh, Sue Williams kind of said the same thing as I did, where that just helped make it even better because the guy you expected to win and were pretty sure doesn't get the victory to make it even crazier. But these, I mean, this match was flawless. It was perfect. I've watched it numerous times, and it gets better every time I watched it. Um I mean, this made both of the guys. You you move on to to Dominion, and we get Osprey and Dragon Lee, and Shingo gets his own single match with with uh, Satoshi Kojima, which was a four star oh. banger. Yeah, and then yeah. they both go, "God, you guys are so good. Let's put you both in the G one climax." And then they both go to the climax and are arguably the MVPs. I think they finish like second and third for me with with Ishii or Okada, the only ones ahead of them in my overall grade. So. I just I couldn't get enough of this match. This this almost this was kind of like, like I said I didn't know where to slot these matches. A lot of people are going to have this match number one in their list. I went number two because there's a match that has a soft spot in my heart this year that helped us. Just to, it, it basically tra- it this this my my number one changed WrestleCast for the entire year. Um, yeah. So I I had to put it number one. But uh, what is your number one match, Alex? My number one match, as you just mentioned, my uh, was your number two, but uh, best of the Super Junior Final, Will Ospreay, Shingo Takagi. 
I, I could have watched them probably for three. I could have watched them for the length of the Irishman on Netflix, three and a half hours. Um, it, it was just amazing bouts. And then for both of them to then move up to the heavyweights to get more challengers, as we saw on the G1. Kudos to those two guys, by the way, doing two back-to-back tournaments with maybe, I don't know, a couple of weeks of rest there. Um, but just such an amazing, amazing match. Shock and awe. Awe and shock. Just amazing. Also, before you go into your number one, uh, breaking news. It's crazy to see the Violent Giants standing on stage next to Sonata Kotobushi. Uh, and Oh, yeah. One Kazuchika Okada and Kento Miyahara. What? Which I will send you the picture here. With the Tokyo Olympics coming up, New Japan's Kazuchika Okada has proposed that a kind of mega show is put on at the same time to showcase the next generation of pro wrestling such as All Japan's Kento Miyahara and Noah's Kaito Kiyomiya. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Seriously, Suwama in a suit is amazing. Just look at the picture in the middle. I just sent you the picture in the text. Sonata, get the hell out of it. The picture, the two guys in the middle brings me joy, brings me a smile. Okay, who's wow. on this list? Okay, so we have, there I see Sonata, Okada, Kota Ibushi, Kaido Kiyomiya is next to Sonata. That's who that is, okay. Literally standing next to Okada is Miyahara. There's the Violent Giants. So I'm guessing Violent Giants won Tag Team of the Year. Miyahara won one of the wrestler of the year. Oh, these are all the Tokyo Joe's or the Tokyo awards that we went over. Because Miyahara got one, the Giants got the tag team, Okada got one, Sonata got breakout, um, Kiyomiya got one, Obushi got one. So that's what these are. And then I think that is Utami Hayashi Shida in the white. Who got one too? No, they just had another thing tonight, unless it was the ceremony tonight, which I'm assuming. It's probably the ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you think of that, man? Well, (laughs) I'm going to say this Japanese companies don't do a lot of three ways. So don't WWE it and don't do a three way. We don't need that shit. Do Kaito Kiyomiya versus Kota Ibushi. Do Evil and Sonata against the Violent Giants. And do Okada versus Miyahara. Could that sell if you put those three matches together? Alex, uh, yeah, gonna... if you put those three matches together, does that sell more than night one of the G1? Could they do over 40,000? If, if they do those, I'm going to be mad if we don't make the flight. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm... Like, we're going to have seven strong zeros and walk into that building going, Tonight, oh, man. we're getting fucked up. We're going <laughs> in there. Oh, my God. I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. I just don't want to talk about it right now. I just, I want to just let that walk away for a minute. <laughs> I, Dude, if we got Miyahara versus Okada, the world that might be the end of the world. 
Like we're gonna have to all watch it together so we can see each other on our last. And then day. what if they announce a partnership with All Japan and New Japan at that there event? Wouldn't a, there wouldn't be a partnership because when Okada and Mihara lock up, we're never gonna. We're just dead. <laughs> we're gonna, you know. Oh man, that's the true oh, global warming. Yeah, ho- hopefully, hopefully we we do go to the good spot above, and we're like, oh my god, what happened? Oh look, it's Eddie Guerrero wrestling Mr. Perfect. Oh, cool! We Whoa. made it. Whoa! Hey. I didn't know I wanted to see that match until right now. Wow! Yeah, look, Owen Hart's wrestling, and then we're oh. and then it's like, excuse me, Owen guys, Hart's... do you know where the ring is that has the Miyahara Okada match that brought us here? Because I'm assuming they're not alive either. So could you just point us in that direction so you can keep watching this? <laughs> oh, but I don't even want to think about it. I okay, let's move on. Uh, my number one is a match that. I was a little surprised you didn't have on your list because it's changed essentially the landscape of WrestleCast well, Radio Alex. Cuz I knew I knew you were going to have it on your list and I thought about it and then I I thought it was Umiyagi and I was like wait no it was Nomura. Durr. March 16th, 2019, Kento Miyahara, Naoya Nomura, Cork and Hall. This was the match where we saw some doughboy Naoya Nomura go in the ring that was nothing more than a tag jobber in, in next stream. And, and suddenly, by the end of it, we are screaming at the, at the gods above, why is this man not a champion? Because Naoya Nomura put on the challenger run of a lifetime in this contest. It was incredible. Just incredible. Um, I've sh- I've went out of my way to show people who have not watched anything other than New Japan this match, and they walk away going, "Well, the guy, the guy with the crazy hair and the gold and yellow is a star, and mm-hmm. the, the 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 kind of fatter guy that that's not in as good of shape. This guy's incredible. What is he doing? <laughs> like everybody, like, that's been the consensus. Like, this match. This is where I kind of. I said I didn't know where to put it with Osprey Shingo, Ben Kane, and Rookie Doi, but I mean this match with Naomi Nomura changed the landscape of our show, where we prolifically jumped on All Japan harder than we have ever jumped on. This was the match that led us into the carnival, and it started with the YouTube. It was on YouTube, right? Yep, yep. That because I didn't have the short streaming so check it out. anymore. Yeah, I was like, ah, and then and then we we heard about it, and then. We watched it and was literally like, "This is this is incredible!" Like, what the hell did we just encounter? We should have been watching since last April when we had the streaming service. <laughs> you know, and, and but even last year, it was wrong. It was mm-hmm. 2017 when I got it because I was at my house on Sextant. No, because it was Kento Mi- wasn't it Kento Miyahara and Naomi Marafuji? I couldn't tell you, <laughs> to be honest. I honestly thought that Nomura, I was like, was it March of 2019 or 2018? Uh, because, again, like <laughs> yeah. you, I've watched a lot of wrestling. you definitely a lot more than me. But, yeah, no, I totally get what you mean there. But, yeah, I mean, I, again, th- that match was in the back of my mind. But I was like, I know Ryan's going to have that. And, again, I was like, March 2018, March 2019. Didn't want to be the Alex of old and getting everything all ass backwards. At least I got Mad Polly right in damnation. 
No, I think Mayor Fuji was in the 2018 carnival. Hiroshima. 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 <laughs> Some pretty good so, wrestling. Yeah. I mean, dominated by, you know, Shingo Takage coming into new, you know, a new company. Will Ospreay breaking out yet again. You know, of course, breaking out the first time, uh, you know, with the ricochet gifts and whatnot. And, of course, many things before that. Swords of Sussex. I mean, could this be probably the best year of professional wrestling, Ryan? I wouldn't argue. I really, yeah. Marafuji beat Miyahara 2018 Carnival Finals, so they wow. were in different blocks. That was the match. So that Carnival had Marafuji and Shingo. And Shingo. Yeah. I was about to say Marafuji's really. wrestling. And Yuji Hino was in it too. Tight shit. Man, we should have kept watching. Oh well. Yeah. This. I mean, it's just is this this year was just incredible with with everything we watched. I mean, it's it's just I I can't get over how much good stuff we we saw. The and, and think of the variety of companies that we all had. I'm gonna go through and tally up. You should um email me your your um your ballot, and I'll tally mm-hmm. up how many different companies we have represented on these on these ballots. What's crazy though is I the way it looks like too is New Japan becoming. WWE and is that a good or bad thing? Both. Um, once again, I don't disagree because after the G1, I kind of check out. You know. But to be fair, they put on so many what two amazing four star matches a night, one or two like three, three and a half, and you always get a eh type of match in those tournaments but you add all that up that's what seven months of wrestling in those two tournaments alone with the best of the super juniors and the g1 right especially mm-hmm. this year yeah i mean Taguchi was throwing on some really good matches <laughs> romero was throwing some really good matches in those best of the super juniors hell romero and osprey for me in a perfect world i mean to me that was a five star just from the respect level of fellow chaos members, but, but just the story that was told with veteran and, and, you know, kind of the new, you know, it's factor, the new it's guy and Will Ospreay. And uh, uh, again, just so much good stuff this year from new Japan. But again, is it being oversaturated becoming WWE light or WWE Japan? Obviously that's an egregious statement. That's not true, but I mean, I I've joked on this show over this past year, the Westernization of New Japan that I've seen here and there, but you know, again, when you when you have Tomohiro Ishii and Shingo Takagi and and Moxley, you know, not doing Dean Ambrose type shit in the ring, it's it's always a it's always a, a good thing to watch there. So I mean, I, I guess it's no complaints. It gives me Okada Osprey. I didn't get really anything on the main roster ex- until Survivor Series, where you had to add uh, Roderick Strong to make Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles finally work. I think it's too one of the things where one that you know you have the super junior and then you have the G one. The G one is nineteen you have to watch nineteen three or four hour shows if you watch the undercards in like twenty five days. So it just you get fatigued by the end of it where you just kinda need a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. But it's a good break because then when Wrestle Kingdom happens, you're like, Oh, oh my god. And what events, well, yeah, exactly, but uh, what events are being pushed due to the uh, Summer Olympics this year? 
Is it Peter uh, rest, Pan? Uh, the G1 isn't going to start until G1. The G1. Yeah, the G1 finals aren't until October this year instead of August. That's right. That's right. So they're moving the G1 back. Um, do you think yeah. instead of, if they don't do a mega match, what if they do a mega announcement of Miyahara entering the G1? Don't, don't say things like that. Just, just don't. Just don't. Can you imagine Kento Miyahara versus Tomohiro Ishii? Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, that don't. would be a match I wouldn't mind seeing Ishii lose because it would just be amazing. Like, I mean, Miyahara versus Okada. Obviously, that's like the one. <sighs> I mean, there's so much. Miyahara versus Abushi. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Speaking of I dead think... air, we're going to give our best of the decade at a later show. We, we still yeah. got up here a recent show to kind of talk about some, uh, what do we have? DDT and All Japan, correct? Yeah, we, we just, and there's the two Dragon Gate shows we'll have to check out tomorrow. Oh, yeah, the train in the next couple of days. So we got a show hopefully coming up uh, sometime this weekend, maybe Friday, <laughs> yeah, we, Saturday, yeah. Sunday, or we'll be back on Monday. Regular bad time, and we'll we'll do our best of the decade because I'm sure we have a lot to talk about. Plus, I got to get oh, yeah. it up, get up in three hours, so yeah, we, we might have we to wait on that we phone call. Uh, we, we we didn't know we were gonna go uh, seven hours. Uh, tonight. I came correct, oh. y'all. We went yeah, WrestleMania. That's right. I do need to call you. It's gonna take thirty seconds. I swear to you, it will be a fast call because I just need to know if I have to send you a link to something. Um, I just don't want to talk about the link on the air. So. We thank you all for putting up four hours of us. This is the longest show in strong style media history. Uh, but it's only as we could do. We love you. Awards, too. That's what we do. I don't know why I'm rapping right now. I'm about to call Alex so I can uh, start wrapping up and listen to the camera and go to bed because my kid's going to get up to in four hours. We Oof. appreciate you all. We'll be back with some more Piro and our decade. One of these dates coming up soon. Later.